0: previously on Vengeance.
1: And I worked with the Thieves Guild until the head rogue stole a crown jewel, and I just had to steal it for myself.
0: Pimlin, you wake up, and your vision sharpens, and you recognize Horatia, who is the leader of the Thieves Guild. As I live and breathe, Pimlin Jones. And as she says that, she lifts into view uh, the bejeweled rapier in the uh, Museum of Obsolescence here in Guildford. In an old standing stone is a huge, huge diamond. If you can get into that museum and bring the diamond back to me, I'll give you your rapier back to you and set you free. We have sent several people to do this already and they have died trying. There are eight keys. You will need this to open the case of the standing stone. These keys will need to be turned simultaneously. Okay, so my I understand you're going to the Museum of Obsolescence to sort of case the joint. In this atrium, there's a big glass dome uh, over the top of it. The sun is shining in uh, and it's shining down on a huge standing stone, which is inside a very, very large glass case. Sergio, you recognize an a. Eight- the last case is a very plain set of bracers, which looks very familiar to you. Seemingly asleep behind the desk is a figure who looks strange to you. Would any of you have seen like a dryad, Kind of like that, but like also metallic? Intertwined with the sort of metallic sheen of their face and shoulders are some veins of like a wooden nature.
2: Oh, hello. Are you the only employee? It's
0: just me, oh, my name is Mode3.
2: Your little helpers sort of remind me of a woman we met named Origa.
0: Yes, she and her husband created me. You realize he sort of has eight of these tentacle things, whip with surprising speed and force off of his shoulders and go extend like 15 feet and go around a corner and there's a clicking sound and a large door swings open.
2: I no longer question how so many thieves failed.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: session of Gibetto at the temple.
2: <laughs> just a Gibetto solo campaign.
3: Take me to church. <laughs> I think, uh, so this is Gibetto's first topside church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he wants to seek it out and kind of like walk around the perimeter of it and just kind of take some notes. Um, okay. see how it differs. Maybe judge it as it compares to the original thing back in the Underdark.
0: Sure. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't have a visual in my head for what this building looks like. So I'd I'd kind of leave that up to you, like what you would expect to see and how it would be different. So kind of what I picture
3: is like if you could make a stave church, like a a Scandinavian stave church, but it's like sheet metal, (laughs) like very industrial. And it's like, you can see all the awnings and the rubes are very like oxidized and patinaed, but the walls and any of the cutouts for the glass windows are in, like just immaculately scrubbed. Mm, that's on brand. And, like, at general mid-person height, the doors, which are otherwise immaculate, have sooty handprints, just buildup of sooty handprints opening them. Okay. Uh, and
0: probably another set at, you know, little full height. That's great. And how does that compare to to the, the the your local branch? I mean, the local branch
3: would have been uh, almost entirely carved into the side of a cavern. Okay. Uh, so this is the first time he's seen it like as a, a separate structure. Okay. Which is weird and feels not as defensive, maybe not as protective, not as homey,
4: mm-hmm.
3: maybe not quite so welcoming. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess the only thing I'll throw in there is is as you're uh, going around the building, you do hear the sounds of uh, forge work, and uh, you see the the light from. Uh, there appears to be some sort of activity going on inside. He's just
3: kind of uh, gonna mumble to himself, "Oh, thank goodness, I'm just in time for mass," and he's gonna kind of like go up and just dramatically like
0: swing the doors open and stroll in. <laughs> Okay, despite being well-made, they are noisy doors as they open. And uh, let's say you see, uh, like, two rows of worshippers, I guess, (laughs) lined up on either side of a central aisle. Um, Each one is at a small anvil, and they are, like, synchronized, working on some piece, being led by a, a tall elf woman who is at the head of things, and uh, they all turn and stop what they're doing and look at you. Just popping by, I wanted to contribute to the session if I could. Oh, please, uh, uh, the leader says, uh, there's there's an empty anvil right, right down here in front. Is it no might? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay.
3: Yeah. Perfect.
2: The little ones in front, of, yeah. tall ones in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I was
3: I was very concerned that I would have had to provide my own box, which I unfortunately did not bring with me. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Where in our branch, all of them are
3: no height. This will work perfectly, though.
0: Oh, good, good. And uh, and what 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 is I can tell from just from your appearance that you are one of our own. But uh, what, what is your name? I am <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gebetto Fonken Filchbatter Knackle. I am an initiate in the Underdark branch of the Church of the Immaculate Hammer.
0: Oh, you're Gebedo.
3: Ah, you have heard of me. Mm. Good, that will save a lot of time, as there's many details I could have uh, informed you of, but it seems that you have already found them.
0: Mm. Yeah, your reputation precedes you. Uh, you're uh, very devout. From what I hear, and uh, thoroughly devout is is how I think it was put to me. Um, yes, I've been I've been expecting you. Uh, you've picked a good time. Uh, please join us for this this
3: service. Uh, Wonderful. I think you will find my contributions immaculate.
0: <laughs> and I'm just gonna
3: grab a pair of tongs and a hammer, and I'm gonna hop on
0: an anvil. Very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I imagine like the things that they're working on are just like. Not for any end purpose, it's just like uh, sort of going through the motions of of the act of swinging a hammer on an anvil, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, after the Mass, if you wanted to talk to the leader, you're you're welcome to. Uh, She introduces herself as Opik, O-P-I-K. Okay. Um, Also, very important fact, uh, while in the
3: sermon... Anytime my piece is heating in the forge, I'm going to go around to every
0: other anvil and take notes on the projects of every other participant. <laughs> <one. laughs> you, you see her like like head in hand at the front of the thing. Like. <laughs> I'm
3: not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say any disparaging points uh-huh. to them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but like, as I walk away, it's like, hmm. heavy hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a fork. Yeah, exactly. Just for my own records. Um, but yeah, uh, afterwards, I would like to go uh, to Opec, and so it's it's very different topside. You elected not to carve it into the ground.
0: Yeah, uh, yes, yes, we did. <laughs> and do you
3: not fear that you're not getting the appropriate amount of rebound into the uh, anvils by anchoring them into large stone, or do you not fear that... Potentially, there could be a collapse if too hard of a strike or an errant blow were to take
0: out a support beam. Those are certainly risks. Uh, you know, I'm the, this, this temple has been here a good while and seems to have served as well, so I'm not too terribly worried about it. Uh, wh- what exactly is it I can do for you? I am just here to serve, whatever <laughs> you mean. Okay, cool. So, like, what? Um, I know there's there are mechanics for like gaining um, I forget the term like prowess yeah. or whatever. Um, what yeah. like what do you imagine yeah. they want from their adherents? <laughs> so, I guess it would probably start with like
3: apprentice work, which would be like cleaning chimneys or like shoveling coal, like <laughs> or maybe. Polishing. polishing things or um making like 300 nails before sundown <laughs> like just like manual tasks uh-huh. and then as maybe as you gain favor or prowess you are able to take on um maybe um projects that would be sold for profit for the church mm-hmm. like for you know uh, at the you know bake sale or whatever yeah and sure really
0: maybe items that would be used by Templars of the church or anything okay cool yeah I do love the like menial assignments bit of the apprenticeship so let's say that she she says oh. that you're welcome to come back tomorrow and, and she'll have uh, she'll have someone she can assign you to as an apprentice or something like that
3: Wonderful because I though very reputable am not as highly uh, favored as I would like to be. And I would really like to change that as quickly as I could, within reason, of course, I am here to serve. But I will take any opportunity to impress.
0: (laughs) Very good. Uh, I will see about scaring up such an opportunity for you. Wonderful. Uh, And of of course, our uh, catacombs are available to you as lodgings uh, and to any companions you might have with you.
3: I have a group of work associates that I think would greatly enjoy the opportunity to see life below the surface.
0: Maybe don't pitch it to them like that, but yes, they're welcome here. <laughs> I'm going to turn and
3: walk out the door while still talking as though the conversation is following with me. Just, I don't understand how they could possibly see a problem with such a luxurious and quite refreshing
0: style of life. <laughs> cool. And uh, you leave her once again, head in hand. Uh, Dear end. diary, I made a friend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> diary voice is like a very flurried elf
0: yeah. voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Palfrey up to anything, or were you just kind of hanging back with the horses? Or
5: uh, Palfrey is probably in like a little field or a yard, <laughs> um, just uh, pra- uh, like practicing. By which I mean, like he's taking his pike and he's like stabbing the air, and he thinks, "All right, now if the guy's standing, I'd probably hit him in the chest." And then he stabs the air again a little bit lower. He goes, well, "If the guy's kneeling, I probably hit him in the chest." <laughs> it's more of like stab the air and then imagine what part of somebody you might have hit. And that's that's his training style.
0: <laughs> that's great. Um, I'll I'll throw you one little thing here. Uh, Maybe on the wall, on, on a wall on one side of the yard, you're you're stabbing the air in. You you see uh, more of the posters of Lady Gwendath's Planar Exit Tour. Yes. I think we decided it was in, like, a shepherd fairy like, kind of style.
4: Yeah.
0: You notice here, uh, there are, like, a few of them in a row. And several of them have been, like, partially pasted over by a poster that seems to be in, like, a similar style. But, like, not nearly as well done. And it's advertising... Um, some person calling themselves Sir Hamel, H-A-M-M-E-L, for some sort of upcoming battle in the Knights' Guild
5: arena. So this is, I take it from the post, this is like an exhibition match type of thing? Yeah, hmm Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make a note of that, file that away, maybe try to catch that later on if I don't have a conflict. Yeah, cool.
0: Uh, having touched on all our separate little bits there I guess uh, the group could reconvene after the uh, reconnaissance mission yeah we were all going to meet back at uh the tavern, the tavern right? okay yeah okay. yeah oh you mean the healthy chicken the healthy chicken the healthy
2: chicken yeah
0: uh it it is evening now I would say that the eggs the pointy end is up now on the egg seats yeah I'll just butt in here for a sec. Uh, This is in reference to a joke, quote unquote, that was made during one of the lost segments from the previous episode. You may recall that last time I described the Healthy Chicken Tavern as having egg-shaped seats. What you didn't get to hear was that someone inquired whether they were pointy end up or down. And then the joke was made that during the day they're pointy end down, but at night they turn pointy end up. It's probably for the best that there's no record of who made that joke, and I am very sorry that I had to share this information with you.
2: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I keep going back to things. On our way out the door, can I ask Mod 3, so is this place just, like, open 24 hours, or, like, we didn't see any hours posted outside?
0: Yeah, so they've, they've probably worn off the building. Uh, <laughs> uh, technically just daylight hours, but I'm always here, so by appointment other times, or just by request, I don't really leave this room. So. Oh, okay. A charmed life. Did you enjoy the museum? My god, did you enjoy my museum?
2: <laughs> we did. It was wonderful. I mean, you know, we we unfortunately have to meet some friends and we could have spent all day in here at least. I could have and I know I think we all learned something today. You
0: you've warmed my mechanical and somewhat plant-like heart. <laughs>
2: so who who funds this place I mean it seems like really well cared for you know there's lots of the engaging exhibits and well really
0: it's just me I work I don't really require much I just run it myself don't receive any pay don't need any pay uh, and really when a guild just dumps their garbage I mean uh, the acquisition here uh, I polish it up and fit it into the museum and I uh, run it myself.
2: Well, that's that's good to know. You do a wonderful job. Hey, thanks. <laughs> all right. Sorry. We can go back to the
3: <laughs> I would like to note that Gebetto is back at the tavern waiting for everyone, feverishly like steel wooling all of his armor and tools and like the top of his bald head.
2: <laughs> <Ugh>. Oh,
3: God. <laughs> Just steel wool everything till it shines
2: <laughs> does the, so besides the eggs turning upside down does the ambiance of this place change in other ways as well in the evening you
0: know uh, i think so yeah uh i think it does uh i think what you start to see are um people coming in and like some of them are just you know town, regular old townspeople but some of them are like They've got, like, feather earrings, or they've got, like, some feathers on, like, the shoulders of their coats. It's just sort of like a, a vaguely chickeny vibe, and, like, people are kind of checking each other out, and there's a scene. Oh, God. You asked.
2: This world's version of furries.
0: Okay. Fe- featheries.
2: Featheries, there we go. <laughs> uh, I, we arrive full of knowledge. <laughs>
3: Was your day productive? Did you scout out well or find anything that was not noticed by the other crews?
2: I don't... How long have you been doing that?
3: (laughs) Three hours.
2: (laughs) Huh. I mean, I would say we did learn some things. I think, most importantly, we understand how a team, even a team of ten, could not take on this challenge before us.
3: It doesn't bode incredibly well because we are not a team of 10.
2: Well, maybe that's the crucial difference.
3: All the like math kind of (laughs) in front of Gibetto's eyes.
2: (laughs) The first thing that occurs to me as we were walking for what felt like a week and I had a lot of time to think about it uh, back to the tavern, is, uh, you know, Gebetto said this earlier and can't believe I'm saying this, but he might be right, but maybe the other people did fail because they acted like thieves. I mean, the fact that this automaton is Origa's, which the museum is run by an automaton which Origa created and can do the same kind of viney things that she can. But the fact that it's created by Origa seems to be fond of her, and we know her. I feel like maybe we can use that to our advantage in whatever we do.
5: Is there any? Would there be any wisdom in trying to involve Origa in this? process? Or returning to her, I mean, I'm not trying to prolong things, but return to her (laughs) and seeing if we could speak with her about the construction and design of that creature, or perhaps even convince her to come and disable or persuade it to let us do what we need to do?
2: I mean, the thing is, is I don't know that Origa would strictly approve.
5: Probably not. She's also very far away as the crow flies,
3: right? Like, yeah. But I would counter that, though, that the anarchist wizard school teacher might be a little bit more inclined to help us steal a thing than maybe a non underground magical instructor. Though I have been wrong in the past, rarely, but still.
2: The thing is that we also encountered a pair of bracers, which, Sergio, do you still have the book? And can you show us the page with the bracers? sure <laughs> you can hold it the whole time i won't touch it okay <laughs> so i mean they they looked exactly like these which i realize they're pretty plain but it feels like it might be worth going for a twofer while we're in there given that Origa gave us the information about the bracers and is the one encouraging us to acquire these objects i wonder if we might use that and maybe let the automaton in on that part and use that as a screen for the other part.
5: Maybe the bracers are bracers of diamond stealing. (laughs) And if we, once we get the bracers, it'll be trivial to get the, like, or, I mean, not exaggerating, but like, maybe there's something about the bracers that once we obtain them will enable us to carry the rest of the plan off. I mean, that's a big gamble, but.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would be an incredibly well-crafted excursion if that were the case.
5: It would be, we would really be lucking out if that happened. <laughs> um, is it, do any, does anybody in our party look like Origa? Does Suka, for example, does she bear a resemblance? Like, if she were to, say, if we were to dress her up, like, could we, could we convince anybody that she is Origa?
2: I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, this automaton seems to really want to, really seems to love his work. Uh, he said he's not actually paid and he's the only employee because all the others died and just seemed really excited to have guests. So I just feel like if we if we provided an opportunity for him to give a guided tour, he might even leave the front desk and leave the front door open. Uh, by the
0: way, I did make a map of this museum since you guys would like get the layout from having been there. And I drew in the stuff that you guys put in it. So... Like you came in through like the, the tunnel thing and this would have been Three's desk and then the door leading into like a hallway, you got the necromancer's alcove, you got the uh, indoor sundial you got the bas-relief of the fiend you got the printing press with the arms uh, and you have the uh, diorama of the uprising uh, and then the uh, standing stone in its glass case is here So there's only one entrance and exit well, there was also the glass dome uh, <laughs> in this area, <laughs>
2: yeah, which I think we'll we'll have relayed to you two in describing our reconnaissance.
3: Pimlin, in your professional opinion, do you think that every team that's tried has gone in through that ceiling—a a most impossible mission?
1: <laughs> I would I would assume that every team thought about it, but I, if I remember looking at it, it was intact and not like damage from prior attempts mm. mm-hmm. that also doesn't mean that they could have like repaired it yeah in between yeah and
4: stuff.
2: do you think uh anything further could be gathered from the head of the thieves guild who gave you this mission whether she was privy to any of the planning uh or do you guys tend to do things solo
1: she doesn't like me well, you know we give each other tips and hints every once in a while it's a guild yet so you know we learn from one another, but I don't think she's necessarily going to give me a whole lot of help in this task. But I could ask her. Yeah. It might be
5: fruitless, but... might be worth it. We need hot tips and tricks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call Tony Hawk.
2: <laughs> I mean, given what we've seen, it sounds like this place has been unchanged since well before the other thieves would have tried, and I think Mod 3 just goes full murder if anyone tries to steal things from his museum. I don't think, I don't know that we could fight him.
5: Could yeah, we wear him out?
2: He did say the guilds donate things. If we could offer a donation, I don't know if he does collection.
5: So you're saying like, we have something to donate to the museum, but you, you crazy plant machine, have to come get it.
2: I mean, maybe it's a recluse, a recluse donor. Maybe they don't leave their house.
5: Maybe it is. Okay, so maybe we need somebody to be, the. we need to find a place uh, in Guildford and like settle in there and have somebody pretend to be the donor. And then get word to Mo32 that that we need him to come pick something up. And then the rest of us, I would imagine he will try to, he'll probably try to close the museum when he leaves. So maybe the rest of us need to already be in there hiding So that when he's gone, we can do what we need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like we basically plant everybody in there, get him out through this ruse. The people who are in there like steal it and leave. And the people who are back at the ranch are just like trying to kind of kill time so that the people who are in the museum can steal the stuff.
2: The museum would need to be busier than normal for him not to notice that all the guests have left. We met that, we met that young thief and I've thought of her for several reasons, but I wonder if she could rally some troops as it were to take a field trip to the museum at the time that we need.
5: So are you saying you want the museum to be full when he leaves? When he then- leaves.
2: Because I think if he knows he needs to leave for an appointment, knows that only five or six guests are in the museum, he's going to do a sweep to close up.
5: I see what you mean. Or, if right there right. are
2: 50 guests.
5: I think you're right. We could more easily get lost in that larger number. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh
1: this museum is scarcely occupied. So he's. I feel like he's going to be suspicious when 50 people walk in in one day. What if it's a you school know. trip? <laughs>
5: that's, that's true. Yeah, that's we'll
2: I'm just, so we're going to set up a scholarship. <laughs> 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 we'll come back in 15 years. <laughs>
0: This heist brought to you by the the Vengeance Endowment.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's another serious issue here, which is that based on the map, it looks like there's a direct line of sight from the Bracer Room into the diamond room. Do we think that, so Pimlet, how how confident are you that if you could get into the diamond room alone, well, you couldn't, right? Because you need multiple people to turn the keys.
1: I'm confident I can sneak through undetected.
5: How many people do we need
6: to turn the keys again? (laughs) Well, we have eight keys, so eight people would probably be best
2: just in case because it's how far? It's like 20 feet,
5: Then I think we we might need thieves guild personnel.
2: Yeah, I mean, if she really wants you to do this, she needs to at least give you the a bit of tactical support.
5: Perhaps she didn't offer
6: the tactical support because she wants Pimlin to die. Well, that's. That's,
1: I mean, I'm afraid of that, so.
6: (laughs) There is one avenue we may have not considered at this point. We have discussed various forms of deception. What if we were to get the automaton to open the case for us? What if one of us posed as some great... Jewel appraiser and I don't know, cleaner. I,
5: have, I haven't <laughs> the foggiest, really. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here for your jewel cleaning. It's been six months. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's been
4: news.
3: The only what if foreseeable <laughs> issue is the follow up question of where are you going with that expensive and priceless ancient antique.
2: Well, again. That's a I mean, very
6: good point, but then one of, the, but one of the things we had discussed is creating some kind of a distraction in a different room.
2: Yes. Also, if the cleaner is not the same person who's taking it, if, for example, a small thief got into the museum at exactly the worst time for a thief to get into the museum.
6: Or we could fabricate or have a
5: facsimile fabricated.
1: Ooh, I like that idea. That's some trickery.
5: <laughs> it's like a similar looking piece of glass. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. i
6: mean, the it seems to me, listening to all of our thoughts, which have been good, deception is probably the easiest. Me personally, I would prefer a direct assault, but I understand that that potentially could be fatal. I'm not really concerned about that. Well. I understand if some of you are.
5: I wish there was a way we oh. could joust the jewel out of there, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think we, better, we better try this and do this, this.
2: isn't your side quest. <laughs> we'll get a, jou- a jousting side quest later.
3: <laughs> I have a question.
4: Okay.
3: Uh, a, a, a DM question. I'm here. I have the ability to, after an hour, create an item, a simple item... The ruling is that it must include some metal. If I created a diamond on a stick and then took the stick off afterwards,
0: I mean it would be like creating an axe and then rem- removing a handle, right? So, so I have a hard time buying that a level <laughs> a, that a level two forge cleric could make like the largest diamond, like a huge diamond, right? Like that seems um, farfetched. I think you could certainly make. I, I, th- I uh,
3: would, <laughs> Uh, you know what? I just read a little bit more in the rules, and it can only be valued up to a hundred gold. So
0: probably not the largest diamond. <laughs> but in maybe world. a
2: rhinestone.
0: I'll say, yeah, you, you could definitely make like something yeah. that that looks superficially similar. Okay. Yeah. All right. But also say, just to remind you, the, the, I mean, we'd be talking. You're talking like the size of a watermelon. Like, oh this, Jesus, yeah. this is a large large object to move around. Not, not that it's impossible. Just it's large. Yeah. Oh. Do we know and the I'll weight of it? Like,
1: Am help. I going to be encumbered if
0: I steal this? <laughs> yeah. What's the ruling on encumbrance? It's pretty freaking heavy probably because yeah. diamonds are like extremely dense. Let's just say yes, you would be. All right, because I think <laughs> I,
1: cur- I currently have 73 pounds. And I can carry 105, so. Damn. <laughs> so it's well over 30 pounds. Okay? Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I think it's well, fair to say. A gram of diamonds is like 14 grams or something.
0: Jesus. Was <laughs> that a
2: horsepower joke?
0: <laughs> 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 I, it kind of <laughs> was, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Out of game, I have been thinking about this heist literally all week and have had, like, 15 different scenarios that I've, like, turned to Ash and been like, what if? <laughs> so.
6: I could kind of conjure up a fog cloud or something like that, you know, at a critical moment. Um, I also could tend I think I can use Mage Hand... Is uh, to cause something to like slap something off a bookshelf or something like that, cause some kind of commotion, maybe. Those were the only things I thought of that my character specifically could do.
2: With Mage Hand, uh, we don't need an eighth person. That
6: mm-hmm. is true. That is also a possibility. That's a good point. Is there a, is there a time frame where you
3: given like an ultimatum of time, Pimlin, because there is a way that we could do this over the next three to seven years that might be incredibly <laughs> effective. Uh, starting with an entry-level position, gaining trust, working on way up to a curator position, and then possibly taking the back
6: Or conversely, we could uh, we could go forth and gain strength, and then I could summon an undead army, and we could uh, bum rush the uh, facility.
2: No dead undead armies in the city.
6: <laughs> the moral implications are questionable. However,
5: it is not off the table. <laughs> Excellent. No. Speaking now as Palfrey, <laughs> uh the the idea of like disabling the guard and just taking it is increasingly appealing. And I know that the guard is very difficult and and tough and strong, but like there's seven of us. Right? Surely.
2: There were ten thieves before.
5: They were like thieves. Like they're like disposable trash. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <Wow. laughs>
2: I mean, I guess in Palfrey's moral universe.
3: <laughs> also to consider, as an outsider, I must say, it would be very sad to destroy the only being of his kind.
5: Well, we don't know that. We don't yeah. have to destroy him. We just have to disable him. Yeah. Oh, maim. I'm very on board with maiming. A maim is a possibility. I was thinking maybe if there's some way to just jam him or, uh, turn him off for a little while.
3: I mean, that's the mechanical equivalent of maiming. Have you ever stuffed an iron rod into the gears of a large clock? It doesn't go well, and the
5: clock stops. I have it, but you, you're speaking with confidence, so I'm imagining that you have, and that uh, you know where of you speak. I cannot express to you how much I hate clock towers. <laughs> it's always the last level of a Castlevania game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think so- disable Thanks. is a wonderful backup. There's always the option yeah. to disable on the table.
1: If we know how.
2: Yeah.
3: Hammers work really well.
1: All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> at, the of,
2: at, the, at the end of the day, though, Pimlin, I mean, you are the thieving expert, so.
1: Yeah, so I want to go back and see if Horatia will give me any tips of what how the other teams perished. Mm. See what they did and what they failed at, so we can probably not go that route or expand upon that route.
0: Yeah. Okay, I think she would. I think she would definitely open by giving you a hard time about not being able to figure it out yourself, uh, <laughs> given your your reputation. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think she would tell you that they've they've kind of tried a lot of different approaches. They obviously started with the uh, the glass ceiling in the atrium over it, and um, mm-hmm. they tried um, li- literally just sneaking past through the front door uh, while the guy was sleeping. They've tried getting him to to go to one part of the museum while other people go to another part. Uh, and it seems like as soon as as soon as soon su- su- an object in the museum is threatened or tampered with in some way, dude just goes beast mode and makes a beeline for that thing. Um,
1: mm, so he can sense these objects being moved. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's difficult, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, you got any tips? Like, that seems impossible.
0: I think it's all a matter of knowing when you're gonna be suddenly in danger and knowing how you're going to avoid that danger and get out of its reach in time.
1: That sounds like a very DM thing to say, Horatio. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, you mean uh, Dean of uh, Machinations, which is my official title?
1: For sure. Well, you might have to give us a little bit more time on this. You in a hurry?
0: Only if you're in a hurry to get this uh, rapier back. Twirling it in her fingers. I kind of (laughs) am. Sounds like your problem.
1: It's my problem. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, everything we talked about seems to have failed in the past. So this guy has a sixth sense to these objects being moved.
2: Counter idea. We get him to let us steal the diamond, and then we steal the diamond back from the Thieves' Guild. And then we get the fuck out of this town.
1: (laughs) So we tell him the predicament that I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) And they will say we'll steal it back from the Thieves' Guild?
2: Yes. I think we perhaps clue him into... We have been tasked with this almighty quest from Origa to find these objects and someday when we have acquired fame and glory we shall give him the artifacts of our quest for his museum i don't know if that'll work
5: so we're we're in effect asking to borrow <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're gonna have collateral though
2: double heist we're swapping one heist for another
5: <laughs> you know i based on what i've heard about this because like Palpere has never actually seen uh the guard but based on your description i Probably would would much rather be going toe to toe with a bunch of you know rat-tailed thieves guild yahoos. <laughs> I assume they all have rat tail haircuts. Um, the pimplin doesn't, but the other. Way. Yeah, I
1: turn around. I'm like, I don't, I don't
5: know. oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I would much rather fight them than I would fight this guy. So I feel like uh, our our moral obligation here is actually much closer to the museum guard than it is to the thieves guild. Right? Like what we need to be doing as a party morally is more closely aligned with the mission of the museum and Origa, and the guard than it is with the leadership of the thieves guild who's just a bunch of criminals.
1: Yeah, who I hate and I've stolen from them once. I mean, it's evil. Yeah. So, but my biggest thing is if we lay out this plan and he says, no, that's it. Like he's going to yeah. be at high alert. That's it's going to make it even
2: harder. So, and that doesn't yeah. solve the problem of the bracers. Certainly not,
1: but I like that idea though. It's not, it's not a bad idea.
2: It's just we know that stealing from the Thieves Guild is doable. Perhaps we could
5: convince him to let us borrow the diamond. <laughs> While we're in there to borrow the diamond, somebody steals the bracers.
2: You said he goes beast mode if someone touches stuff, right? Yeah.
5: We steal them without touching them? Do we have a magical means to levitate them out of there in a concealed way? I feel like everything is getting way too complicated, and we
3: just need to fall back on Chabum's razor and just go with the most simple plan, which is everybody pick something and steal it. <laughs> Divide and conquer. <laughs> and his, his attentions will be pulled in so many directions that there's no possible way that more than three of us would die.
2: You did not see his viney tentacles.
3: More than five of us would die. I think that's just crazy enough to
1: work. <laughs>
2: I just, uh out of game. I still, I want to exploit the fact that we know Origa, but I don't know a way to do it.
3: Give us the diamond or we'll tell your mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder if there's a way that we can counterfeit a diamond. No, Thieves Guild would be too, they're too clever. They would know it they,
2: they would have tried that, I'm sure. If they, if it was possible.
1: No, I meant like we counterfeit a diamond and give it to a Thieves Guild. Um, we're like, here we go, here it is.
5: Yeah. Let me, yeah. let, me, let me propose a, a cutting of a Gordian Knot here. The issue is that the Thieves' Guild has the rapier.
2: Mm-hmm. To,
5: to get that back, we need to get the diamond in the... Fuck this. Let's just go get the rapier from the Thieves' Guild. <laughs> <laughs> How many
6: skilled warriors would be in the Thieves' Guild?
1: Uh, they're pretty skilled. I mean, I like to consider myself skilled.
6: You don't even wear
2: arms. You couldn't
3: hold my chain there.
2: I'm going to cut him <laughs> off and say armor does not make a warrior.
1: Why I say that, I'm like playing with the daggers.
2: <laughs> say that again. As
6: much as I enjoy all of this, how many skilled fighters would you say are in the Thieves Guild?
1: Oh, great DM in the sky.
0: How <laughs> many uh, <laughs> thieves
1: are in the Thieves Guild?
0: <laughs> so, I think, so I think I established it's like a very tall tower. Right. Yeah. Um, have any, I know? Hannah's been there. Have any of you guys been to the Cathedral of Learning on the uh, campus of Pittsburgh University? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So it's basically like it's not not like skyscraper height, but like basically, I'm imagining it like each floor is like set up as like a different real world setting in which thieving could occur. So this is only tangentially related to your question, but it's like it is a complicated and tall building. It would. there would be hundreds of people in there. And many of those would be students. But yep. it, it is a,
5: this is a very, very large guild. And plus, even if we get the rapier, we still don't have the bracers.
2: Yes. And we, to be fair, we don't know that those are the right bracers, but
6: how many pairs of bracers? Well, braces? but the braces, bracers aren't going anywhere. We could come back at any time.
3: I'm, I might have a solution to the bracer issue that would illuminate whether or not we have to worry about them. Mm. All I need to do is hold them for 10 minutes.
2: If I brought, if one of us who was there earlier today brought you in for a second reconnaissance as an expert from your church.
3: I mean, I believe that would not even be a lie. It wouldn't. I am the expert. I saw the work of every (laughs) other member of the church today. And quite frankly, none of them hold a single match to my knowledge of glorious artifacts. I could just be myself and be true to myself and meet this automaton man and ask him very kindly to let me touch the bracers for 10 minutes straight with no interruptions or any sort
5: of conversation. I'm a little worried about the ramifications of Gibetto deciding to finally be himself. Like what have we been? What have we been dealing with all time, if not Javert beating himself? This is just my work face.
2: <laughs> I mean, with my charisma, you're everything.
3: Unparalleled
4: existence.
3: <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, since the automaton is made of metal, could you learn something about him from observing him? Like perhaps how to switch him off?
3: I don't believe so. I'm. I'm not an engineer. There are other guilds that would be better for that. However, if I hugged him for 10
5: minutes, I could know of anything that he does magically. I I think we might be onto something here.
0: (laughs) Just keep patting, like.
3: Theoretically speaking, I could hug three things in a day if I had to put a number on it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, is it worth doing that extra bit of reconnaissance? I kind of feel like it is to at least know whether the bracers are something we need to consider.
3: Because I agree, if if the bracers matter, we need to get them. But I have no longer the slightest interest in the diamond. I think that we could just get the garbage rapier back from <laughs> the trash people. <laughs> Is that what you called them? Are they trash people? I've
5: not really been people. That's what I said, yeah.
1: They're <laughs> not all bad. <laughs> so
5: How hurtful. many of them are like you?
1: Well, I'm one of a kind, so i uh, that's hard to say.
5: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel like we don't have any good options so far. So maybe more information.
1: <laughs> so we should case a joint a second time. Yeah, Go ahead.
2: I mean, I'd I'd be happy to escort him, say, as soon as I saw those pieces, my learned friend, I knew he'd want to see them.
3: And I think it's probably better that not everybody who went for the first visit goes on the second. I mean, you'll clearly have to be there. Yeah, I want to go this time. You should probably go, absolutely.
1: Um, I want to check out the dome on top from the outside.
2: And Sergio, perhaps you could uh, do something about the book? Translating the book a bit more?
1: Or you can climb with me, Sergio. Or you can climb.
2: Hugs. I have a feeling, though, Pimlin, if something goes bad with Sergio climbing on the roof, you will understand why he prefers vengeance.
6: <laughs> <laughs> or I could do some other things. I, Everything about that is concerned. I
2: genuinely do not want to know. <laughs>
0: Hey folks, this is Luke Bravort, your host and Dungeon Master, and today I'm speaking to you as the bartender of the Healthy Chicken Tavern. I'm glad this group of adventurers is hanging out here and giving me so much business, but uh, boy, it's almost like they're over there planning a complicated heist or something. uh, (laughs) I hope they have a uh, backup plan and don't put all their eggs in one basket. Uh, uh, Thanks for listening to session 12 of Vengeance. Our heroes are indeed being quite careful in putting together their plans here. Will it pay off when the time comes? Guess you have to keep listening to find out. Uh, the show is edited and sound designed by me, Luke Brevoort. Our theme song is Castles in Winter by Joel Van Drogenbroek. All other music is by me. The website for my sound work is splendersound.com. JL Householder does art for the show. You can find their work at jlhouseholder.com. You can follow the show at VengeanceDD on Twitter, and you can tweet about the show using the Vengeance Podcast hashtag. Okay, on with the heist planning. Uh, So who wants to go first?
3: Yeah, we need to to rest before we do anything. We don't have to play out the resting, but a sleep has to happen before I can go do the thing that we talked about doing. The hugging? The hugging. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like to take this opportunity to invite all members of the party to sleep in the caverns below the uh, Church of the Immaculate Hammer. Why not? Sure. I promise. No one will be disappointed, and your lodgings will be free, as my day's labors will more than cover a week's stay. Definitely. Yeah, I'll
2: go.
0: Indeed. i am with you. Perfect.
2: Cool. To the cabin.
0: Yeah, but I I imagine it's really hot. (laughs) Oh, it's it's like sleeping in a sauna.
2: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Even the
0: stone is warm below your back. And and, and you each get like an anvil to rest your head on. Oh. Now, what you'll notice, <laughs> this is wonderful. All of these grooves in the
3: ground, those are actually sluiceways for your sweat. We won't be sleeping in water. This is an improvement upon my branch where we just sleep in our sweat.
5: <laughs> this is the first positive thing I've
2: seen. How do you roll for sleep?
5: <laughs> I want you to know, the whole night, I'm gonna be thinking about like, okay, there's someone's sweat traveling through this sluice way. But is it sweat or is it really pee? (laughs) (laughs) That's the beauty; is you
4: don't
6: have to worry about it. It could be anything. It could be. Who who peed in the sluice? I'm just saying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the title of this episode. If episodes had titles, who peed in the sluice?
6: (laughs) You know what
0: they say about sluice lips.
2: Uh.
0: (laughs) That's not anything, actually. Sorry.
2: When Mike and Danielle are back next week, can we make them play out the four hours they have to kill being awake in this
0: place? (laughs) Yes. Okay, y'all slept. It was weird and hot and sluicey. Best sleep of my life. (laughs) It's the next morning.
2: Are there showers here?
3: Well, let me check the sluice pot.
2: Oh, never mind.
0: (laughs) You you could dip yourself in, like, a quenching barrel.
3: Yes. Though, I will tell you, do not dip below anything of the facial orifices. You will get a horrible infection.
2: I'm gonna just not worry about it.
0: Well, to the museum.
2: To the museum.
0: Okay. Uh, You make your way there. It looks the same as it did before. Uh, You similarly find uh, Mode 3 asleep uh, behind the... uh, the counter at the entrance.
2: Okay, wake him up.
0: He wakes up. He recognizes
2: you. He welcomes you back. He says, "Oh, you brought friends." I did. Yes, I did. I. I was. We were telling them over dinner last night of our, our wonderful visit, and they they so dearly wanted to to come see it for themselves. Uh, my my friends here, uh, Palfrey, is a, a wonderful squire who is interested in the the martial end of things, and well, Gibetto
0: I'm here to touch things. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I cared for that.
2: <laughs> Gibetto is from the Underdark. Perhaps you've heard of it. Their customs are a bit different than ours. Hmm. So Gibetto is wonderful with metalwork.
3: I am an acolyte of the Church of the Immaculate Hammer, and thusly I am well-versed in many a historic artifact or masterworked crafted item to adorn or to... Bring to battle, and I have curiosities about some of the objects here in this building as they have been described to me.
0: Oh, one of, you're one of OPEC's kids. Very good. Uh, yes, yes. You know, research is important for any any craft. Yes, happy to happy to have you. Um, you're welcome here. Uh, just please, please don't touch anything.
3: Now, therein lies a bit of an issue. Is I I work best with my hands, and I've used them so much to gain greater knowledge that there is no other element of my senses that works as fine as them. I have lived with these hands. I practically see with them. So I must assure you, I will have the utmost care and carefulness with any object I touch. I must lay hands upon them briefly, just briefly.
2: With your supervision, if possible.
3: I have also scrubbed them with steel wool for two hours.
4: (laughs) (laughs) They are very
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh God! the blood <laughs> uh yeah, so i think I think he would agree to accompany you back to the part of the museum you wanna see uh, the thing you want to hold, but uh, I think he would he probably would could, would quiz you about your background for a while. we don't need to do that, but yeah, okay. um, yeah, so he would he would come with you into the museum, locking the door behind you guys um and uh okay. yeah, know. Um, yeah, and so uh, if it's the bracers you want to touch, yeah. So, mm.
3: actually, I would like to gr- to touch three different items. I would like to cast the spell three different times Okay. to kind of throw him off the scent a little bit. Okay. But I would like to only if I hold the bracers and it turns out they're really something. Uh, so I'd like to start with the bracers at the very least. Okay. Yeah, so I just have to hold them for ten minutes and then I learn um, how they would be used and what kind of enchantments, if any, they would have. Uh, I can look up the specific wording on the spell if you'd like, if there are things that I shouldn't learn too quickly.
0: Yeah, actually, if you could do the, the wording, the specific wording on the thing Absolutely. You're, you're casting. Um, and by the way, he uh, takes you over to the case, and uh, similar to the uh, the big case, he like shoots out eight tentacle vine things and uh, there are eight keyholes and he unlocks the case and uh, holds holds them out to you.
3: Okay. So I take them and I hold them for ten minutes in complete silence um, just kind of staring at them, running my hands over them. Uh, I choose an object that I must touch throughout the casting of the spell if it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object. You learn its properties and how to use them whether it requires attunement to use, how many charges it has, if any. I learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, I learn which spell created it. If I instead touch a creature throughout the casting, you learn what
0: spells, if any, are currently affecting it. Okay. Um, hmm. So this is challenging because I'm, I'm kind of playing Calvin Ball with like magic and spells in this world. Um, so, I. I want, I want to I will definitely give you information in the spirit of that maybe, maybe like um, ruling.
3: the the gravitas of the spell and yeah, yeah it, for sure yeah
0: okay so so things that you learn are uh, you I'm gonna go out of order here but like uh, spells currently affecting it um, you get there's like a vague I don't know what spell it would be but like it is a spell that allows someone to sense like if the object is moved or or uh, broken. Um, So you would maybe deduce that that's like how Mode 3 knows when things are disturbed. So he's kind of watching it in some way. Uh, Assuming you you would have done this with other objects in the past, Uh, I'm thinking back to when Sergio cast Detect Magic on the poster you guys got. Uh And where it's usually a faint glow, this was like the sun. Um, This is kind of that for your, for what you're doing now. And I think... Yeah, yeah. like, it would be probably frightening, right? Um, And I think this is imbued with some sort of enchantment that is, like, well, well beyond your comprehension as a level two cleric. But you know for sure that it is um, illusion magic and also um, something relating to precision in combat.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it requires attunement,
0: yeah, which is like you meditate over it for an hour, right? Yeah.
4: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, it's almost like um, you almost feel like this thing is an individual. Mm-hmm. Okay. More, more than an like individual. You, you feel like you are in the presence of someone as much as you do something. Okay. I'm going to turn to mode three and go,
3: these are truly something. This is exquisite, and I have not seen its like in all of my travels, which I have done extensively both above and below the earth. More below the earth, but that's a story for a different time. Indeed.
0: He <laughs> 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 takes them and puts them back and uh, locks it in place.
3: Uh, next, I would like to go to the necromancy corner. Okay. Uh, alcove. Mm -hmm. Uh, and search for the vestments of, Mm -hmm. you know, a necromancer. And while we're walking, I'll kind of explain to him, uh, as you may or may not know, what the highest goal for one that is not fully of the cloth of the Church of the Immaculate Hammer is to craft the armaments and weapons and armor and any tools that might be used by its mighty Templars. And I study many obscure forms of armaments as the nature of weaponry and defensive technologies is that they are ever-changing. I like to seek unconventional inspirations as that is what sets me apart from the other plebeian members of
2: the church. Does even mode 3 like look a bit tired at this (laughs) (laughs) point?
0: Yeah, this is someone who's starved for company for sure and and who is maybe uh uh realizing that uh, he's not that starved for company. Uh, <laughs> uh Okay, so this is tricky because are you lying? Uh not really, no. Uh Okay.
3: I mean like it is a a, a slight stretch in that maybe Jibeto is not particularly interested in these armaments. Mm-hmm. Uh but <laughs> His quest is to create the next flaming sword. His quest is to create the next truly unique magical item that might be used by the church mm-hmm. to, you know, reclaim the Holy Land, which I guess is like the Rust Belt. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I think you would get, well, hmm. uh, rule insight. for Insight. That's probably not going to go well for me. Yeah. 17. Okay, Um, yeah, mode three doesn't seem suspicious. Cool, for 10 minutes I'd
3: like to run my hands across the cloak of a
0: necromancer. Cool, Um, so yeah, uh, it does not appear to be a magic item. Uh, This appears to be like historically significant but not a magic item.
3: Okay, cool, and uh, are there any other things that are convincingly aggressive or defensive?
0: Yeah, um, I'd say uh, there's a Shattered Spearhead in one Ooh. of the cases. Uh, Gibetto is genuinely interested. <laughs> okay, cool.
3: Uh, and I'd like to, you know, cut my finger on jagged edges for 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, this is another one that doesn't appear to be magical, but is, uh, has some sort of historical significance.
3: Now, what is the story behind this? The plaque is a little too high for me to read. <laughs>
0: Uh, this was the spearhead of uh, a, uh, a man named Apis, who uh, was a uh, very prominent fighter in the early days and uh, an, an early pioneer of the martial arts. Uh, this was broken in the battle in which he, he perished uh, in part of the uprisings. Can I make an intelligence roll to know if I've heard of him or the battle? sure would this be like a history check yeah history Mm -hmm. cool an 11 11 yeah i mean i think it'd be fairly common knowledge this this was uh a a prominent person and uh their their death would have been mourned but also celebrated i will
3: chat with mode three briefly about the spear Mm -hmm. and then kind of turn to magnus and palfrey and is there anything that you needed to see? I've seen quite enough for one day and have much to ruminate on.
2: Palfrey, while we're here, is there anything that interests you?
5: Um, I like the diorama, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I need any questions answered about it. Okay. I just want to study it. It's tactical and strategic ramifications. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I will say uh, d- d- one bit of specificity that I, uh added in in thinking about this was uh this shows a group of like various humanoid races against um a group of drow.
5: Would I would I see anybody that I've heard of?
0: Like would I recognize any Yeah. Um I don't know that it's of that high quality. <laughs> More of just like a general uh sort of depiction of the events. Gotcha. Um well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to turn you down there because, like, I don't know where Lady Gwendath pops in on the uh, the timeline. But if she was around when these things happened, which was like 25 years ago, I think it's reasonable to think she would have been involved. Maybe you were involved. I don't know.
5: <laughs> I, that's <laughs> nice of you. Flattered, but uh, was <laughs> uh, but she might have been. So maybe she's on there somewhere. But I uh, but I don't see any. Like I can't recognize her as one of the little figurines. Uh, I'd say you could. Oh, okay. All right. We'll sure. And I do, and I see her, and I think, uh, and I wonder what she's up to now.
2: Um, as we're walking with Mo uh, three, like out of, like either from gallery to gallery or back out to the front, I, I want to ask him. So you said that the the guilds donate all these things, right? That's right. I mean, do they bring them here? Do you have to go to them? Like, how how do you actually acquire them? I mean, things like that. That standing stone, I mean, the bracers would be easy to move, but things like that standing stone would take coordination, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yes, typically they do deliver them. Uh, if it's a small item, it comes in the front door on a cart or something, or just by hand, Or, uh, but larger items uh, do come in. That's that's sort of why we have the uh, glass atrium ceiling here. Those, those panels all swing open from the inside and... Uh, we can lower things in that way or... Um, honestly, I've, I've seen the Wizard's Guild uh, has just shrunk some items, large items, and brought them and made them larger. That's so cool. And by the way, some flavor on, on Mode 3. So uh, your previous interaction with him was all with him behind the desk. As soon as he comes out from behind, so like he ambulates using those vine tentacles. Like oh, he just no. <laughs> Like he does not have legs, like from below the chest, it's like a combination of like roots and like metallic angular crystals um, that just sort of like taper to a point. Okay. So al- almost like a spidery kind of thing
2: going on. I love him and I <laughs> want him to join our camp, join our group. <laughs> um, he's great. Um, I don't know.
0: Should we do other character things? Yeah. Yeah. So Pimlin, you're going on the rooftops?
1: Yeah, I'm climbing on the roof. Uh do you need me to roll for that?
0: Or I mean are you trying to be unnoticed? Because then stealth would definitely be Uh yeah. Okay. Let's have a stealth roll then.
1: Yeah, I don't want anybody to like stare up at me, you know? Yeah. Climbing <laughs> the building. Uh that's a twenty one, so I'm alright.
0: Yeah, 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 you're good. <laughs> so are you are, is there any specific knowledge you're after or are you just kinda checking it out or?
1: So I want to see if there's any, like, additional ceiling entrances, you know, mm-hmm. that we may have not noticed just walking through, like, the public area of the museum. But mm-hmm. um, then I want to look at the glass dome. Okay.
0: So I'll say that in terms of additional uh, ceiling access, there is, a uh, like, a chimney vent kind of thing, which looks like it would be extremely tight, but you, being a smaller person, could possibly squeeze through it. Hmm. Um, okay. <clears throat> and you can feel some some warm air and kind of smell like a mustiness coming from it, which suggests that it's it reminds you of when you were in there. so uh, and then yeah, so the the big glass thing over the atrium. so um, it looks like the like panels of the the glass ceiling do hinge um, open, but you can now that you're very close to them, you can see that there are uh, latches on the inside, uh, but you also see that, the hinges are such that, given some time and, and your thieves' abilities, you could basically, like, remove a pin from the hinge and open it without opening the latch on the inside.
1: Oh, okay, nice. Is there any sign of, like, former thief guild activity up here? Is there, like, scraped in the glass or <laughs> leftover cloth or anything?
0: Yeah, um, I'd say, yeah, you definitely see some scratches in, like, the metal framing of the glass. And also, like... I imagine there are, like, pathways along the rooftops of this town. So they are, like, kind of well-worn paths. And um, outside of those paths, there's, like, you know, dust settled or whatever. Like, you can tell people don't typically traverse that way. And you can Mm -hmm. see that there has been some activity around this opening within the last few weeks or so.
1: Okay. What are the adjoining roofs? Like, what do they look like? Is there any, like, hiding spots up there or...
0: Mm-hmm. I think I described the museum as having been like sort of built on top of. So I imagine oh, that, right. but this is like still open to natural light. So I imagine that this is almost like at the bottom of a well, not at the bottom of a well, but like this is a low point and has like higher points around it of surrounding buildings. So with like some rope and some good athletics checks, you think you could probably like kind of stair step your way up to surrounding buildings. And there are some terraces that have line of sight to this. But it's it's not it's not like open to the street or anything
1: like that. Okay. Cool. That's all the questions I have. Unless there's any more other like openings that look down into the museum, which I don't think there are.
0: So Mm-mm. no, just the two. Alright, cool. Cool. Chris, did you want to get into Sergio's something else? Or is that
6: <laughs> Sergio takes some time to pen a letter and uses his signet ring to seal it with the chatelac family crest takes it to the largest undertaker in town and asks them to make sure that it gets to its family they say
0: uh they are happy to undertake uh that quest excellent (laughs) okay uh are you guys meeting back in your sweaty bedroom or maybe somewhere else
6: (laughs) (laughs) well i've been using the chicken place as a as a place of meeting yeah. i much prefer the chicken place, no offense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now this is making me wonder if they serve chicken at the like, at, the, at this chicken place where people dress up as chickens, sort
5: of. Would it be like really messed up if they served it? There? Maybe they serve it Maybe, just maybe you just didn't feed it. Maybe it's <laughs> those cocktails that have like an egg, like a raw egg. Oh, like on like a prairie the top. Like a prairie oyster. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Disgusting. I like the chicken feed bit. We'll say that it's like like you can throw the peanut shells on the floor. There's just like like chicken scratch, like you know corn meal and. Corn.
1: <laughs> that what happens you ask the bartender for snacks. Just...
0: yeah, right yeah, here you go.
1: There's
3: <laughs> a bowl for like uh, grains <laughs> and a bowl for like grit, yeah,
0: right wait, wait, <laughs> like, your shot? like the
2: mint bowl next to the checkout, you take a little grit on your way out.
0: It's for my gizzard. So I guess it's just run by Arikokra. Stop. Which, which is like the, the bird people race. Yes, one hundred
2: percent.
3: like chicken bird people.
0: Yeah. Are those like the like rural Arikokra?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Yep. Well, this is all very relevant to the heist, Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving
1: the lore around this tavern,
0: right?
2: Yeah, let's just sit in this for a while.
3: As we all kind of like gather back at the table, uh, Gebetto is going to be like, so I have some, some good news and some better news that could be bad news, depending on how you look at it. And there's really a duality to every story, two sides and all that. But we will circle back around to that. The good news is that I still don't care about the diamond. I think we should go ahead with the stealing the rapier plan. The better news that is bad news is that I have never seen anything like those bracers.
5: Hmm. Uh, Have we established beyond reasonable doubt that those bracers are the legendary bracers?
3: If they are not, I fear that the legendary bracers would allow you to kill a god. And if you're not, they're still very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm gonna ask Sergio one more time if we can see the page in the book with the bracers. And Luke, what kind of role would I need to make to now that I've seen them more up close in the museum?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, there's necessarily a role. Um, so the, this is an image. So I mean, it ain't a, it ain't a photo, right? Yeah, like <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: um, this is like hand drawn, presumably by cows. Um, yeah. But I mean, they look similar.
2: Okay. Cool. Didn't you also say that uh, Mod 3 has some sort of spell on them and the other objects?
3: Yes, I was able to kind of peek behind the curtain, so to speak, or maybe uh, part the drapes or draw up the Venetian blind. The issue is
2: that he is able to- How do you know where a blind is? You don't need to block out the sun where you live.
3: We still believe in privacy. I like the windows (laughs) of my bathroom in my cave to be closed.
2: But but
5: you also sometimes like for there to be a little bit of the ability to see through, which is why you need the blinds.
3: How else would I know that somebody was trying to watch me (laughs) nictorate? Wow. (laughs) <laughs> if I watch them watching me, they will leave because that is incredibly uncomfortable. Trust me, I have been on both sides. It was an accident.
4: <laughs> Regardless.
1: I just think that's Ash speaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, man,
3: I was saying something very
5: important.
4: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were, were, were you? Oh, yes.
3: Oh, a mode three has a locating and tracing spell on every object in the museum. I worry that if we were to try to remove that, we would also remove all of the totally rad shit that's on the bracers. So Uh honestly, since we've already decided that the diamond is done and we've all agreed upon that, I can only see one thing working out and that is trying to compel him to allow us these bracers. Or we could kill him. I don't feel good about that one, but it would be untrue to say that I could only think of one plan that works. There are two plans, I just don't like one, and it's important that you understand that going in.
2: Having seen him from out behind the desk, I agree with you that killing him would be both upsetting and gross.
1: So would killing him be hard?
3: I wouldn't want to try it. Okay. also, I mean, is the taking of any life easy on the soul? It's fine for me.
2: We did kill Annettin while it was just minding its own business, so perhaps- They don't
5: have souls. (laughs) Uh, So, let me propose the following sort of large-scale course of action then. If we can convince Motri to give us the bracers, the bracers might help us steal the rapier back from the Thieves' Guild. It could even be an indefinite loan. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, th-
2: I think if we if we tell him of our quest and tell him that there are other objects that we're, we will acquire, that perhaps we could leave to the museum upon each of our deaths. Yeah. Upon the completion of our mission.
5: I've got <laughs> with a bunch of roots kind of growing out of it, maybe he'd like that. Maybe that's worth something.
2: Maybe.
6: And if the creature refuses? First of all, creature
3: is kind of uh,
2: Caretaker.
3: Caretaker. Um, Creatures
6: typically have blood. I don't know that he would bleed if we cut him.
2: I don't know that we can cut him.
6: Understanding of blood, it's not important right now. What if the creature, caretaker, thing with spider legs, refuses?
3: I feel like every time we are talking about important details for the understanding of a concept, you really just... (laughs) Don't continue the conversation. You're always more concerned on other things that
6: really just aren't as important. (laughs) I say we destroy it. (laughs) That being said, if you want to try to parlay with the creature, that's fine with me. I will stand in the back and wait for the inevitable moment when it refuses you and
5: we have to destroy it.
2: I mean, having sort of a team A, team B scenario is probably not the worst.
5: Yeah. I, I think we need to be prepared for the possibility that he will not be keen to let us walk out of there with the bracers, and if that's the case, what if, he, what if we ask him and he attacks us? Yeah.
1: But I learned that I can get through the ceiling pretty quickly with my abilities, so... If we need to make a quick exit, I think we can. If you guys can climb rope fast.
2: I've never, well, no, that's a lie. I would have tried. So yes, I could do that.
1: What if
3: we have a three part, but (laughs) 19 step plan (laughs) where there's a team A who is the question askers, a team B who initiates the vengeance and a team C that is, you know, rope monkey in case we need to grab things and leave through the ceiling. That would probably help our chances that way. Um, it does come to a fight. Probably not all of us die. Pimlin, you would probably be in the safest position because you just zip in and zip out.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'd just stay on the roof if you guys start fighting them. You know? well,
5: I mean, if it, if, it, if it comes to a fight, it's not like we're going to fight to the death, right? Like what's going to happen is somebody will attack somebody I mean, I can see Sergio, <laughs> he doesn't cotton to this plan very much at all. But <laughs> if, 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 it, if it comes down to either me, like my life or Motri's life, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> and I'll meet up with the rest of you later.
2: Uh, Luke, as we're talking, can, er, as they're debating, can I make uh, a perception check to just scan the other patrons of the bar? I just wanna make sure that we're not being like, followed and observed, essentially. Sure. Uh, would that be a perception? That'd be perception. Yeah, perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twelve. Okay. Uh, yeah. N- nothing
0: really stands out to you. You know. Um, I think you guys have probably chosen a table that's uh, a little secluded, at least. But uh, I mean, mostly it it is a f- feather down, ho down.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are clearly not the typical patrons of this establishment.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, but they're they're open minded uh, people, and uh, they're happy to have you here. So.
2: Okay. So are we in agreement, at least with the basic plan of negotiate and take the bracers, but fuck the diamond, get the rapier out of a a tower full of thieves? I don't necessarily think that going up against
1: Horatia and some of the higher echelon thieves, guild members is going to be any easier than going up against one of these guys. I mean-
5: we, We gotta do something. I we, mean, do. we, don't, we We are like really up against it here because we have two seemingly difficult to surmount you know obstacles but let's let's take it a step at a time let's start with the negotiation
4: mm-hmm.
5: let's be ready for a conflict if it should arise and a quick escape yes uh, and then you know once we either have gotten or have not gotten the bracers we'll be in a better position to decide what to do about the rapier all
1: right sounds good cool Can i go procure a very strong rope that I know will be long enough to reach the ceiling to the ground.
0: Yeah, of course. In uh, your one of your your old haunts, uh, Ropeson's rope shop.
1: Oh, okay, Ropeson, I need a rope.
0: Yeah. Oh, hey, buddy, hey, you're back. Oh boy, hey, you you wanted this? Fuck. What are you doing here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't I know it? Well, uh, there's a pause on that wanted uh, oh, contract good. at the moment. Yeah, but I need this rope. Real bad, I'll oh, yeah. the sturdiest rope that you have. The, uh, the grade A triple nine rope.
6: Oh well, ain't no
0: rope sturdier than me, eh, But But, uh, hey, uh, yeah, uh, let me get you my, my sturdiest rope. it uh, Gets right. you some, some badass rope.
1: Cool. Thanks, Ropeson. Here's a... <laughs> I don't have much money, so... <laughs> how about an I.O.U.?
0: Oh, I just thought we'd put, you know, I mean, you always put everything on the uh, Thieves Guild tab. Uh, oh, if you're in yeah. their good graces, their money's good here, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Put it on their tab. Yeah. You know what? Let okay. me grab two
0: ropes, actually. Hey, sure. Hey, take my wife.
2: was <laughs> 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 I also want him to join our group. <laughs>
0: You want my pots and pans while we're I can just clean clean me out. Charge it onto the thieves guild. No, uh, I'll get you your rope. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, I'll coil it up real nice the way you like it, and uh, here it is. Thank you.
1: See so, you, around, Ropes.
0: It's been real. I'm gonna cease to exist now.
2: <laughs> um. I think the only other thing I'd want to do is say to Sergio, you know, maybe before we all get murdered by an automaton, should we get things rolling with the book and getting it translated? Because <laughs> if this goes poorly, we may have to leave town quickly. And I'd rather get more information on that book. If you feel it's necessary, I'm not maybe okay. I leave that to you and will no longer ask any other questions. Um. Magnus has never been intimidated by someone the way he's intimidated by Sergio. (laughs)
3: Palfrey, what kind of shield do you have?
5: Uh, Well, right now I'm using a pike, which is a two-handed weapon. Right. I'm not wielding a shield, but I do have a shield. I keep it on my back. Yeah. And it's a wooden shield and it looks like um, some plant. What's the word I'm looking for? Not a tendril. A, uh, maybe a tendril is the word. It looks yeah. Like, like there's some plant growth on it.
4: Cool.
5: Okay. Um, um, I think that w- where I ultimately want to end up is with a high quality one handed spear and a shield. Yeah. Um, and eventually get a set of, plate I'm, I'm giving you Palfrey's like fondest hopes and wishes here. Yeah. But <laughs> eventually come by a suit of plate armor because uh, I want to crank my AC up as high as possible.
4: Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Good to know maybe uh Gebetto is discussing with alfrey his like you're really gonna want to you know bulk up your protection uh, if, if you would give me some amount of time between seven and nine days i could possibly piecemeal make you some things um, it, it can't be anything too large or extravagant but anytime you want to upgrade a piece maybe come see me unless i look particularly tired or have already made somebody else something or we're in the middle of a fight, or um, <laughs> if the blinds in the bathroom are shut.
5: I understand. I'm really touched by that. And Palfrey leans in real close to Gibetto and in his ear, he whispers, Carrot crew. Gebeto pulls out the carrot.
0: <laughs> it is kind of wrinkly. After a night in the sauna basement, yeah, I think it's a little like rotten. Yeah, yeah it's getting funky. <laughs> Well, I guess we still will uh, get Mike and Danielle's brains on this. So. <laughs> yeah.
5: This is, I feel like we really ran in circles, but we did not because we actually considered and adopted or rejected a whole bunch of proposals uh-huh. and we, we got some new information. Like this was a good, we, it, this is one of those where it's easy to walk away from this feeling like we didn't actually do anything, but we did. So everybody yes. feel good about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we at least eliminated some possibilities. Yeah, and
5: like, especially
2: Pimlin going back to the Thieves Guild. It was just like, oh, okay, no. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> All, right.
5: All right, guys.
6: Cool. All righty. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. See you next
0: week.
2: Yeah.
6: Yeah. Next yeah. week. Yes, next week. Take care. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.